Recorded on April 17th, 2022. Clown Watch, starring Ronald McSantis and Bozo Find. Welcome to the Push Ed Podcast, the podcast that's all about pushing the political conversation ahead, not pushing back. Hi, I'm Jamie. I'm Shelby. And I'm Pamela. And, and remember, we have a new clown this week. Oh, okay. Krusty yeah. Medina. Krusty Medina. And we're here to talk about how the people who should be running things aren't and are just clowning around. <laughs> but first, we need to address the elephants in the room. So Dominion Voting Machines filed a $2.5 billion suit against Fox News for all of their election lies, claiming that their voting machines were faulty. And this is all before it's all gone to trial. The judge delayed it one day, hoping that they would both come together and settle. That didn't happen. So it's going oh, to Oh, so it didn't, because the last thing I heard this morning was they were hoping there'd be a settlement. Nope. So they, in one day, they couldn't get, why did it even bother with the delay? Just to say that. We tried. Yep. So jury selection, I want to say, is next week. This could go on for years. Civil cases take forever. Yes. Because there's not urgency to it. Fox has plenty of money to keep throwing at their attorneys. Yeah. And there's only the right to a speedy trial. There's not the right to a speedy civil trial. There's not a guarantee to it. And even then, there's not a guarantee to a speedy trial. It's a right available to you. But if you want to delay that, too. Oh, yeah. You can. I've heard one lawyer say, oh, it's hard to prove damages when a national broadcasting thing says that your voting machines are faulty i think that really and knowing it was a lie that that's it that would be hard to prove it'd be hard to prove that they willfully intended to harm the company which is part of what's required as well can accidentally harm somebody there's a legal standard called actual malice which it isn't like you actually have to prove intent but you have to prove that they knowingly or negligently or repeatedly after being told not to and i i want to say that we are living through the i don't know a time that is going to update the legal law textbooks because this is in a lot of people's opinion the clearest open and shut case of proving actual malice because of those text messages and emails Mm -hmm. and the only one that is even clearer is a youtuber who recorded themselves saying hey lawyers told me not to say this but i'm not gonna listen to them and i'm gonna say it anyway yeah, that would be more clear. Yeah. So <laughs> that is the bar to hop over. And so they could just drag it out forever. Yeah. They kissed the bar, but they didn't clear it. But this is, again, another case because the other case was the Reedy Creek, that perpetuities law that we spoke about last time. That's also going to make it into the textbooks. That's I we're talk about that later, but I just do think it's take on Disney's lawyers. That just seems like a really bad idea. It is a terrible idea. Also, they changed international trademark and copyright law in the 1990s. Disney's had a legal team since the 50s. Yeah. And they just pass on that that knowledge. And I'm sorry, but I'm in politics. Everybody at the state level and a legal team you don't just met each other three years ago. Yeah. There's no institutional <laughs> yeah, knowledge. No institutional knowledge. Yeah. Uh, but with Disney... One in 50 residents of Florida works at Disney. Wow. 17. And by the way, they're so nice. We were just there for our 40th anniversary. We didn't go to the park. We just stayed at one of the hotels. Mm -hmm. It was amazing. And $17 billion come in directly because of Disney World to Florida. Yeah. Yes. Really want to piss off the 
one of the biggest to be some people. I, I'm always being devil's advocate. They can afford to piss them off because Disney's not going anywhere. They've got no. they've got more land than any other private line, except maybe the Mormon Church in the state of Florida. Yep. They can't just walk away from what they've built here, right. but they can be very unfriendly to the state. They can. Yes. And they can also afford to wait things out Yeah, because yeah. they can afford to freeze everything in place and wait until stuff blows over. And speaking of intelligent corporations, there are those of you that are like, oh, man, I can't believe we're rooting for Disney in this situation, because if you're a fr- fan of public domain and an entertainer, I've never liked Disney, and yeah. although their talent always very happy. Yeah. They but, fight for union rights. But yeah, when people talk about the mouse, it's never positively. But so the mouse, though, really smart, decided to buy up most of Fox's assets, but didn't touch Fox News because because they'd be having to go to court right now. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I think that the buyout. I didn't happened. realize they bought everything until suddenly my Hulu account gets me Disney Plus. Yeah, they didn't buy Fox Sports and they didn't buy Fox News. And but Fox has the rights to the Alien and the Chestburster, that Sigourney Weaver, those movies from the '80s. So they have the rights to those, and those are my favorite movies. And so now the Alien Queen from the second film, Disney Princess now. The alien queen from the second film. What? Alien with the face. Oh, oh my God. Oh, you're hysterical. Okay, no. And there is a new fa- another favorite movie from the 60s starring Peter Sellers called The Mouse That Roared. Hmm. <laughs> that has to be. It, you guys are young. You don't know it. But it was a great movie. No, the best thing that they ever did was Star Wars. And Princess Leia is officially a Disney princess. Yep. Perfect. Yeah. My favorite Disney princess. Nope, she's not the alien queen, though. That's you, and that's queen. <laughs> they make a difference between Elsa and Anna being queens. Anna's a queen, yeah. So anyway, so Fox News. And they still like queens, unfortunately, to Randy. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I just want to see how they react when gay days happens, because it's not official. Weird. Disney only does merch. <laughs> okay, what was our next elephant? So we got the... Fox News trial was delayed. We veered off into Disney a little bit, which was a good elephant to talk about. They, we keep saying Dumbo's there. Yep. Well, this next one. We have the abortion pill saga that has twisted and turned over the past week and a half. Yeah. So if you're a listener and you've lived through the 90s, you remember people... I say people, Republican newscasters talking about activist judges, judges who were governing from the bench. And they were always talking about it because they were always granting rights to people with AIDS and trans people and LGBTQ and women. And they just couldn't stand for that, these activist judges. And now we have a new variety of activist judges where a single judge in a single judge district in Texas has ruled that the FDA, which approved a drug 20 years ago, has improper safety protocols and information around this drug that's been out there for 20 years and is disrupting the status quo by providing a nationwide injunction against the distribution. And a direct opposite ruling in another court, another state Supreme Court with the same drug. And people complained when the Dobbs ruling came down, people were not realizing they have this image of all abortions being suction cups or whatever. The reality is the majority of abortions in in the country are 
first of all, married women. And secondly, they're performed through medical abortions. And medicinal. This is one of the one of one of the two pills used in most. And so they cited safety and the death rate and the complications rate around this. They don't have a problem with ivermectin. Right. Yeah. They're eating horse dewormer. But they cited that this drug was too dangerous when it is like a fraction of a percent as dangerous as live birth in this country. Also, its rating is four deaths per 100,000, while Viagra is 49 deaths for, per 100,000. We're not going to touch a massacre. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying it's priorities. Safe. It's priorities. safer than the blue pill. Yeah. yeah and- but that only kills women. So I know. And so the Supreme Court, I believe Justice Alito has stepped in and blocked that that injunction. Yeah. So injunctions have been. Well, they decide whether they're going to hear it at the state. Injunctions have traditionally been used to preserve the status quo. But because this injunction is going to disrupt it, the the Supreme Court said we're going to preserve the status quo. We're going to keep things as they are mostly and we'll hear it out in August. Because this also has implications about FDA approval, approval. yes, for everything. A yes. Sing- that a single judge in a single district can undo the work of federal agency twenty years in the past. They're really trying to deconstruct. You're right. Deconstruct. They're trying to deconstruct federal government. Period. That's yeah. been a goal since the Civil War, and it's back. Yes. And this yes. is just not only is this feeding their wet dreams about abortion, but it's also feeding their anti-federalism. And they also have lots of conspiracy theories, thanks to COVID and beforehand, that are now more mainstreamed about anti-FDA. And it's like, I'm trying to explain how the FDA works to someone who has completely decided that the FDA is... Well, because it has that word F in it. Yeah. We also had, as of Tuesday night, really great news for Wisconsin. Yeah. Who'd have thought that Cheese State would be saving us all? And they could be saving us all in 2024 now. I'm kind of looking at Michigan. Because Wisconsin also, the most lawsuits that were filed for the big lie happened in Wisconsin. And now we have a new Supreme Court majority and it was blatant about it. And I don't really give a crap. Yep. And she won by 10 points. Although you did mention Michigan. Michigan. And yeah, Michigan, for those of you who aren't aware, a couple years ago, there was a ballot initiative that said fair and impartial districting has to happen. And so they had an independent third party board drop the districts. And surprise, surprise, when you drop fair districts, apparently Democrats start winning. And so that has happened. And so Michigan has been a very blue story, the anti-Florida almost, which also passed a fair and free districting, but rejected it at the state government level. So anyway, back to Wisconsin. (laughs) I'm excited about Michigan for other reasons, but it's exciting to know that Wisconsin showed up. You know how? Gen Z. And door knocking. They knocked a ton of doors. They got Gen Z involved in their party and they understood we've got to do the work. We can't sit on social media and make a difference. They knocked Mm -hmm. on doors and talked to voters. Yeah. Yeah. Pod Save America's. Can we get the director of the Wisconsin Democrats to clone himself and put him in every other? I think we've come pretty close in Florida right now, except she's not Gen Z, she's Gen X. But it's also understanding people that you can rail against the establishment or you can win elections. And yep. Wisconsin has decided to win elections. We can go back to destroying everything systematic right. later. But for now, let's just win some elections. Yeah. So the reason that door knocking works is because people by default abstract away 
other people whenever possible because the brain only has so many synapses and so many conduits and can only this sounds a little bit severe can only count so many people as real people with thoughts and feelings and dreams and desires and so this is one of the reasons with road rage where cars abstract people away from not being people and into being other giant death monsters made of metal that want to cut you off and go slow in traffic. And so that's why people rage in traffic because they're raging at cars, not the people inside the cars. And on Facebook, people rage, people dehumanize other people into names and avatars on Facebook. So when something shows up in Facebook on social media, there isn't a person attached. But when you answer the door, there's a person waiting at the door. Right. And you you do get more real. You exchange molecules. There's actually been studies shown that just being physically present to people makes a difference in, in that exchange. And it's just where we are the most effective. We're exchanging Wait, you stories. exchange molecules? Yeah, truly. Like, Is, it's is the, that a scientific fart joke? Look it up. It's, <laughs> it's, it, might be, it might be outlawed someday. But is that it's a physiological experience that happens when you're in person with somebody. So having those personal conversations is the best way to make an impact that lasts. And when I talk to I talk at the doors, people always remember the last person that they talk to. You're making a difference. Yeah. And I'm going to put on my old man hat because spiritually I'm 87 years old and get off that ding dang Twitters and <laughs> go make some connections. Yeah. If you want to win, that's how Wisconsin did it. Yeah. I don't know. Yes. If you want to see real change happen, 2024 is just around the corner. Give liberals a majority in House and Senate and keep the White House and see what happens. Just talk about local elections. And we have a lot of them to win here. Yes, because we got a lot of good people Mm -hmm. who are running for local office because they want to make people's lives better. And we're going to talk about that when we get to our local parts. Yep. 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 All right. And the Tennessee three. Oh, actually, the Tennessee two and a half. Right. Because one didn't get kicked out. I don't know what the difference is between her and her. It's white on the tip of my tongue. (laughs) It's just something. One of these things is not like the others. No, it definitely it's white on her nose. It's definitely that. It is. It's I don't know. I get the feeling that they weren't judged on the basis of their character. What was that other thing? I color of their what yeah no it was that whole that. sentence it yeah. was like i don't it remember was, yeah. yeah no i get it i get it what's white there <laughs> but but well, they're reinstated but yes. they will not have to face an election that they shouldn't have had to face yet no but they just became gen z heroes in tennessee yeah for standing up for right so not only tennessee story. they became gen z heroes everywhere so yes. back backstory there was a horrific shooting in tennessee and three of the state representatives state are i guess backed the protest voiced support of the protest staged a protest of their own i'm not sure exactly what um, but it's some the gallery that was in yeah. there and yeah. that's that was them inciting violence, according to the Tennessee. Yeah. So a couple of old. And they were out of order because he was they were. They used their time, which is supposed to be presenting something to call for gun control. Oh, apparently boy. that wasn't. Yeah. So they were upsetting the gun lobby donors, which was a, a federal offense in their mind, kicked them out. And so the Nashville and Memphis city councils voted to reinstate them. And so they got to come back in. Which would not be the case here. So there, it's their county commissions. So their state house is made up by their, is elected by their 
counties. And so those, and they happen to be very blue counties. And the county commissioners got to make that choice. If it happened here, if you were suspended, it would be an appointment by the governor. Oh, Ronald McSantis. Ronald McSantis. Clown time. And I could only imagine if that happened here, the clowns that he would appoint. Oh, boy. He would just show up with a whole clown car and they'd all unload. Yeah, it was interesting. It was, by and large, a delay tactic. My, My thought on gun control is that you have an entire generation of voters who have had in their schools, they've had fire drills and tornado drills and they've had hurricane days and they've had active shooter drills. And if you could vote away tornadoes, hurricanes, and fires, you would. I like it. That's a very, very good perception. The leading cause of death amongst our youngest generation. And we've known that now. That was a shocking fact two years ago. And it's only grown at a birthday party in in Alabama. Four kids killed. I mean, if you could vote away. And nobody knows why. If you could vote away cancer. And heart attacks? You don't think people would vote away cancer and heart attacks? What can we vote away? Oh, boy. I'm not going to say it because it's impossible. It's impossible. (laughs) Pro-gun representatives. So essentially, you know, it's a matter of political will. And the other side is trying to convince everyone that it's an impossibility. So that way, no amount of will overcome it. Of all of the advanced countries in the world, we're the only ones that haven't figured it out. Yeah. So it's only impossible here. Yeah. Obama's new book, The Light We Carry, her whole first chapter was about this feeling of helplessness of helplessness and being out of control, watching your country do the spiral. Yeah. And how can you deal with it and how can you achieve your goals of most women that go in front of Michelle Obama say they want to change the world? Oh. So she gives a different perspective of how to care for yourself while her answer? Knitting. Her answer was knitting. Okay, so, it's really funny because I'm knitting. Oh, boy. So, man, I want to, like, I, I just ever... It's very it. relaxing. It, it is. I'm it, making a beautiful blanket. Nice. And so I hand knit. That's what's in those big boxes. I Where's have. my blanket? Damn it. In the box. It's from Ikea. Some assemblies required. <laughs> but no, I'm just now picturing Michelle Obama walking up to her knitting circle going, what's up, my knitters? <laughs> I can't even tell you what I heard on that, so never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'll have to listen back. And if you hear this in the final cut, (laughs) it came across clear enough. (laughs) If not, it is not in there. Yeah, if not, it's gone. Our last elephant. (laughs) Well, no. Okay. And another elephant is sitting on the Supreme Court. Clarence Thomas is... There are several elephants sitting on the Supreme Court. There are. There's one in particular. There's one that is One of our listeners requested this conversation. Yeah. So there's one that has sparked all kinds of ethical discussions about how previously the Supreme Court kind of self-policed and said, we aren't going to be ethically violated. We aren't going to be biased in any way. And in the past couple of weeks, it has come to light that Justice Clarence Thomas, in addition to his whatever shenanigans his wife get up to, after he rose to the Supreme Court of the land, he made a friend. Good for him. He made such a <laughs> one nice friend. friend. He made one friend who happened to Is be a, a billionaire. friend. There's nothing yeah, to it. A friend who made billions by pulling himself up from his bootstraps and has or pulling yeah yeah meaning from his daddy's company no he pulled himself up by his bootstraps this is america (laughs) (laughs) okay so go on yes and 
<laughs> Merka. His friend that he made after he became the one of the most influential judges in the United States has, out of the goodness of his heart, lavished him with trips on his multi-million dollar yacht and multiple trips out to his ranch. Private jet. Pri- yeah, rides on a private jet. He bought out... The house that his mother was living in. his Mother-in-law child- still lives in. Yeah. And his childhood home under the guise of making a Clarence Thomas Museum, which is right. really interesting because I'm not aware of any Supreme Court justices that have had their their childhood home turned into a museum. Um, there have been. There is one. And it was the president that became a Supreme Court justice. And I don't remember. Okay, so there is presidential precedent, but Clarence Thomas, obviously, and also bought up a lot of the properties. So the billionaire pulled himself up by his bootstraps by investing in real estate and normally industrial real estate and commercial real estate decided to expand his portfolio by buying out a neighborhood and knocking down all of the eyesores except for Clarence Thomas's childhood home. That he then graciously let I missed his, all of this. Go on. <laughs> that he then graciously let his Clarence Thomas's mother or mother-in-law. Mother-in-law. Mother-in-law continue to live in. And here's the kicker. Bought the house next door, evicted the previous owners who were notorious for having parties and creating loud noise and just being bad neighbors and made it available to a policeman. So that way they have their or Clarence Thomas's child at home has a an around the clock around the clock police escort. So all legit and above board. No ethical violation here. Except he was supposed to disclose anything. Yeah. And then it was like billions of dollars spent on him. Yeah. By the way. Yeah. Clarence Thomas, because it was his friend. It was just his good friend that he made after becoming a Supreme Court justice. His goes and who Clarence Thomas goes over to look at all of the Hitler memorabilia. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Who also (laughs) it's we don't judge murderers based on their entire lives. We judge them on the 15 minutes that it takes them to kill people. But. We don't judge billionaires by their Winston Churchill bust or the paintings by George W. or any of that because, oh no, he has a signed edition of Mein Kampf. Yeah. Yeah. And they say that it's because... They want to remember it so they don't repeat it. I know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Is William Gacy's home, like, anybody collecting that memorabilia that you would not think that's not a good idea? I mean, yeah, no. That's why if you look around here on the video feed, we are just completely bedecked with Ron DeSantis pictures. because we don't want to repeat that. Yeah, because I just want to remember how much I dislike him. Yeah. His voice is constantly playing. Yeah, it is. We have to turn it off so we can record. And so we are just surrounded by these reminders of things we hate so much. Yeah. That we paid so much money for. So what's going to happen? Oh, and then there's more. Oh, there's more. Yes. He has claimed on his Supreme Court documents, financial documents, for the past 20 years, he he has declared infant income from a defunct real estate corporation for 20 years who has clarence, clarence thomas, thomas. Huh. so clarence thomas again nothing related but what's to... gonna happen <laughs> he's okay. gonna amend his financial statement yeah and that's about it yeah i don't know what's going to happen 
because I believe that only one judge has been impeached. That was back in 1805, 1806. So more than 200 years ago, Congress actually had it in them to impeach a justice. And another thing that I think is particularly interesting is that all of this financial, ethical, whatever shenanigans Clarence Thomas has been up to wasn't executed in the, his duties as a Supreme Court justice. And oh, yeah. And pre-existing case law has said. So a spending money on you only matters when you're actually in that role. Sorry, yeah. that's not how federal law works. Any federal employee has to report any gift. Yeah. So the thing is that all of these disclosures, all of this income, all of these favors, all of this favoritism could potentially expose him to prosecution because, again, they it's not like he was executing his Supreme Court justice duties by going on this vacation and having his and collecting money from a real estate firm. So these are for his personal life and Supreme Court justices could be they could be brought up on charges, although unfortunately, uh, eventually it would end up in the Supreme Court. It's, <laughs> it's also up to John Roberts. Yes. It's up to John Roberts, who is supposed to be corralling the gaggle of lower justices. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think he's just making him amend his financial statement. Yeah. As so, of right now. So currently, Clarence Thomas is going to update his financials and he's going to he should be friends with this guy who loves him for who he is. But every decision he makes will now be tainted. Oh, yeah. It's been tainted forever. Now it's going to be th- obviously yeah. tainted. Yes, yes. Good on Supreme Court Justice Roberts for ensuring the legitimacy of the Supreme Court, because this does nothing but inspire confidence in our Supreme Court justices. Yeah. And The Daily Show, my favorite joke about all of this, the host was like, I don't think this guy's a sound investor. He could have had Kavanaugh for a keg of beer. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You just spent millions on Clarence Thomas. Yeah. Yeah. And really. Kavanaugh was a lot cheaper. You're right. All they had to wait for was Kavanaugh just a keg away. And uh, though we still don't know who paid off his debt. Yep. All right. So that's what we're going to say about Justice Thomas. Thanks, listener. When you ask for a topic, you get it covered. Yep. (laughs) All right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Now we get rid of the elephants and then we get. To talk about clowns, the biggest clown in Florida. Don't send in the clowns. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Pretty bad. Uh, That. And we're talking about Ron. What did we call him? Ronald McSantis. Ronald McSantis. I like calling him Ron the Con. Yeah. And he's so busy traveling around the country waiting for the presidency that he hasn't filed for. He Um, was in Ohio when Fort Lauderdale was under two feet of water. And has he made it down there yet? I think the state finally did respond, but I don't think he's been there yet. No. I think he couldn't find his go-go boots. Or his pudding cups. Or his pudding cups. And he doesn't want to save them anyway. And they're a blue county. But also, it wouldn't have mattered if they were a red county. If you're listening to this and you're a Ron DeSantis supporter, he wouldn't have come back for you either because he was too busy getting money for his presidential race that, for which he hasn't filed. And he went to the only university that will greet him with excitement. That was Liberty University. That's why he had to go there, because can you imagine a Florida university overwhelmingly enthusiastically saying, hey, guys, it's ruining our education yeah. and came back, though, just long enough to sign the six week abortion ban, which, let's be real, is an abortion ban. Yes. People 
have this conversation about the word banning. This is their new topic. They said it's not banned. You can still get an abortion. Yeah. Or books aren't banned. You can still find them. So this is my question, especially with books. In the South, prior to civil rights, the Civil Rights Act, Black people were banned from sitting on lunch counters. They were not banned from sitting at lunch counters in the North. So does that mean that they weren't banned? No, they were banned. You just had to drive a day in either direction to sit at a lunch counter. <laughs> and the fact that you can you have to go further than that now to get an abortion as a woman in the state of Florida at six days, six weeks and a day. And somebody arbitrarily decides in six weeks, by the way, unless you've only had sex once in your life. Right. It's a women will die. Yes. Because of this ban. You also and have- then he left again right after he yeah. signed it. Yeah. And so here's the clown thing. Here's why he signed that bill while wearing gigantic clown shoes. The, what is it, the 14 or 16 week ban that he signed into 15 effect? Week. 15 week, yeah. So the 15 week ban that he signed into effect is currently not in effect because it's being challenged. Right. And this bill uses the same logic as that. So until that bill is resolved by the Supreme Court, this bill isn't in effect, which means he just, I don't know, it was purely a clown act it's purely political it was a hundred percent political because it even if okay let's go to some weird bizarro land where banning abortion actually improved people's lives he didn't actually improve people's lives according to that weird bizarro logic truly he hasn't improved anybody's if i agreed with the way he ended covid and i do not except when he originally put the state on lockdown i that's the last thing he's done that benefited anybody, even the people that that they love oh. him for that. Two years. What else? Is There's only one thing that I love Ronnie about. That we always bring up. We got to bring it up Which because it's a good thing. To go alcohol. Yeah, that is. <laughs> but that's still a COVID response. And actually, everybody in the country did that. Yeah. But, but he it, kept it. It was a good thing that he did. And so nobody can say we don't give credit when credit's due. This is true. I need to remember that because somebody trashed me, asked me on Twitter, can't you find anything he's done well? And I literally responded, I'm like. No, I really can't. To go alcohol is your answer. And then he said, uh, to go margaritas. He's a good husband and father. And I said, presumably, I, all evidence would speak that his wife is content in that marriage. I don't know if he's a good husband or father. But well, to go alcohol, thank you for reminding me. Thank you, Ron. Yeah. You've done your one good deed. You may now go away. Yeah. And so I, I'd also, while we're in the vein of being charitable, he who shall not be named this podcast, we've gone this far without talking about Trump. We're not going to bring him up again. Hey! The entire rest of the time, I promise, I promise. But I, I do want to take a minute to appreciate Trump because he did make lives better by normalizing makeup use among men. I also personally like his pudding attack. I honestly right do now. love the way that he's, we don't have to do much about this primary yet. It's going to be super ugly. But but I'm looking forward to I, I'm, I'm looking for forward primary. to DeSantis actually filing so that those attacks become more Legit. prevalent and more and more open. He's already losing polling and not only across the country, but he's losing it here. And I'm just not defending either one of them when they attack one another or when their supporters yep. attack one another. I personally don't really get any enjoyment out of the two of them taking each other down because like, ultimately, it's it's like the Godzilla. Godzilla. We twist. still have to face a Godzilla. Yeah, it's because the tagline for one of the Godzilla movies was like, let them fight. Ken Watanabe was like, he came out and he's staring, squinting at their eyes and he's like, let them fight. And so great. It comes down. But tagline from Aliens versus Predator. Whoever wins, we lose. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing with DeSantis is I'm starting to get nervous that he won't even I actually want him to run because if he doesn't run, he can 
change his persona for Florida voters and stick around. But and if he run runs, his, his negatives will be so much more magnified yeah. that he'll continue to lose credibility in our state, which we need desperately need because our education's... They were talking about the graduation rate in Florida is, I don't even know what it was, like some terrible gone down. And I don't know, Ron DeSantis has been the governor for five years. So There's not a kid in high school that was not yeah. in high school during that time. So here's a would you rather. They're graduating. Senator Scott or Senator DeSantis? I neither one. Yeah. Yeah, I know it's because it's bad. How I mean, about if we get a Democrat clown? Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Could happen, but we gotta get them to stop suppressing voters. Yes, you know that how that happens? Knocking doors. <laughs> That's right. Thanks, Jamie, for always getting back to the root. But the one thing he, he's losing donors. Yes, these yeah. are Republican donors because he's too extreme. Are they saying that's why or are they saying it's because they like Trump? Because no, they're say saying this. that his poll numbers are bottoming yeah. out. Because Trump did not. He fought a few culture wars. He fought. He was a racist. Oh, yeah. But oh, yeah. DeSantis is fighting all of the other. He's fighting the culture wars that actually hurt white people. Mm. So even Republican voters don't like that. Like they just don't. Yeah. There's a meme on Reddit called, oh, my goodness, I voted for the leopards eat your face party and I can't believe leopards are eating my face. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I'm glad he's losing money. I'm glad middle America will be saving us yet again mm. because they can't stand him. I think that in the South, here in Texas, over in Florida, there's a certain amount of hostage taking that I think in the Midwest that they are coming out the other side of. Look at even the Texas legislature had 10 Republicans flip on school choice. I don't know what that means. They were voting like the, what Ron DeSantis passed for us. Where it's 100% school choice. Ten Republicans in Texas, in the Texas House, voted no. They vote. They said, this is too extreme for us. We're not taking it. Yes. Wow. I can't believe I'm saying this, but you go, Texas. Right? It's like with the whole Tennessee thing. My sister lives in Tennessee. I'm like, are y'all trying to out Florida, Florida? Yeah. There's So there's an old saying, and whenever... State rankings would come out, you know, we're 46th in teacher pay and 19th in literacy and whatever. The expression used to be, thank God for Mississippi, because Mississippi, and no matter how bad you're doing, Mississippi was always worse because there were 10 states in the 40s and only one could be in the 50s. And that more often than not was Mississippi. And it's like, how long until that's thank God for Florida? Yeah, I do not want to see don't Florida my USA. Yeah. So we're down here. We're fighting the good fight because I think Florida is redeemable. Again, going back to my point, I think that the current political situation is temporary. It's not the way that things always will be. The biggest indicator, again, I said it earlier, you have 15 years of active shooter drills. And if you could vote away fires, <laughs> you would. What's happened in Florida has been very patient on the side of the Republicans. They spent 25 years focused on state houses while we were focused on the presidency. And they were doing this across the country. And it it's worked. like what Bernie Sanders did, focusing on county parties. Right. And what now Steve Bannon is doing, focusing on county parties from the opponent's side. So that's they were doing this. We weren't paying attention. And when what we've learned, hopefully most voters have learned as well, what happens at the state level is far more impact on your day-to-day -day life than our presidency. Oh, yeah. The president didn't ban abortions, couldn't if he wanted to. The president doesn't get your potholes filled. The president doesn't get your... It's, it is 
everything that actually affects your day-to-day life. What? I could have sworn. I, I saw Joe Biden out there, out there filling a, a pothole the other... Yeah. It is your state legislature. What? And we are going to need some candidates locally. We've got three state legislators. State- House seats and one state Senate seat, and we are going to need some candidates that are willing to put it all on the line. All right. Well, so. but just to bring it back to the national and what Ron DeSantis wants and what the Republicans do want is they want they are so close to a two thirds majority so they can rewrite of state houses so they can rewrite the Constitution, mm-hmm. which would ban abortion. Which would create... We assume that's what they want. Yes, we do know that if they get control of 75% of the state houses, they can have call a constitutional Empirically, convention. though, it's not an assumption. Empirically, this once Dobbs yeah. came down, they almost unanimously yeah. banned abortions wherever they could. Yeah. So Ron DeSantis stood in Disney World's backyard and declared that Florida would gain more control over Reedy Creek today. Yeah. Did you hear about that? That yeah, was Maybe put a prison. Yeah, maybe... Know. Yeah, because like, that was like the dumbest. Fun. He's such a mobster wannabe. He's he thinks he's boss hog. He's just a little wiener. Yeah. 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 He's yeah. also threatening tolls tolls, and higher resort fees. But guess what? Guess who that affects? Tech- Floridians. Yeah. Nothing says I'm out there to protect children like placing a prison next to Disney World. Right. Yeah. Yes. The most mad. As place long as there are drag queens there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. When you look at people who end up in prison, drag queens generally aren't among them. <laughs> That's right. Because they're not the ones doing those. those... OK. Yeah. yeah. All right. But he's on this hellbent path. And I'm sorry. My money is on the Disney lawyers. Yeah. Yep. All right. That was hilarious today. Yeah. It was it all was. just for laughs. And plus, everybody claps on cue. We also know he doesn't allow anybody into his press conference. Do I, do I need an applause button? So that. Yes. We should be getting applause on cue. Hold on. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's our applause button. I like it. <laughs> Yay. For those, because we're not a video. Right. For those of you who watching. are subscribed to the Patreon and are on the video feed. <laughs> Which it does not pink, exist. We have a pink elephant neon light. Pink we flamingo have, neon light that he just turned on. That's our applause Yeah, it's button. our applause light. So oh. I like it. Right. So the, for those of you following on the feed, when you see the light, start clapping. <laughs> All right. Quiet, since we don't have a feed. And we got everything. I think okay. we, we did his open carry. Yeah, we t- spoke about that last time. Yeah. So let's start with the state before we get down to actual local. Because well, there's a lot happening with our state with our oh, new state chair. Okay, okay, yes. Let's switch over. So we're done talking about Ronald McSantis. We're going to talk about Bozo Fine, Krusty Medina. But first, we're going to talk about some state things that Democrats are doing Because we talk a lot about Republicans are doing because they are the majority in our state legislative bodies. But because nobody showed up in Broward from the state, the Florida Democrats are. They're collecting donations for victims of the floods. They still need heavy duty trash bags. They still need buckets, bleach, household cleaners. They're collecting those through the 21st. We don't have a drop off spot yet. In fact, when you listen to this, it will be the 21st, but we'll figure that out. But I just love that immediately... Our state party was filling the gap of services not being provided by the state. Also, there is a Stand United rally on May 7th. Mark your calendars. It's going to be in Tampa. And it's, I'll just read this to you because the legislative session has made our state more dangerous and less free from permitless carry and bans on reproductive rights to attacks on our public education and diversity initiatives. We must fight back with one strong voice. The urgency of this moment calls us to stand together. So we will be joining all Democrats from the state on May 7th in a united demonstration. It could be so powerful if we show up and that will make sure we have the link in the Brevard Democrats next newsletter. And I'll send it to you. You can put it in ours as well. 
There is an election in Duval County where they're electing a new mayor. And we have a strong Democrat running there. That election is on May 16th. And we don't live in Duval County. Yes, you can certainly, if you've got a place to stay, they would love you to go and do some GOTV door knocking that we do. There's also phone bank links, though, that we can do here from Brevard. And I know when we show up for them, they'll show up for us. And we have elections this fall. And the, then the Florida Democratic Party sends a newsletter out. Actually, I think they send an email out every other week. And the last one featured... Brevard County Democratic Executive Committee. Cool. Talked about all the things that we're doing. Oh, plus. Yay. We talked a lot about our door knocking strategy and how incredibly effective it is that we have 36% of our elected seats in Brevard County held by Democrats with 26% of the electorate that are super successes in Melbourne Village and what we're doing right now to thank Democrats who voted and getting mail ballots in their hands. So that was exciting to see that recognition. And then we have one more event coming on. These are all good things happening at a state level. The People's Party was a part of, I think it came from the Bernie Sanders movement, but yes. it's just fantastic. It's working with representing the poorest among us who don't get a voice. And they are holding a moral march and a mass assembly marching from Havana, Florida to Tallahassee. And the march is scheduled to take place over three days. Two days starts on the 26th and they arrive in Tallahassee on the 28th. I'm reaching out to them to see how we can partner with them. There'll be a mass assembly at the state capitol on the 29th. We arrive on the 28th, so the mass assembly will be on the 29th, just with Democrats basically storming the capitol in a peaceful fashion. So you can sign up for the rally and get on a bus. The bus will be at like eight different places throughout the state. And that's FloridaPoorPeoplesCampaign.org. There's a very great steakhouse in Havana, Florida. Okay. It's actually the poorest part of our state. Yes. Exciting. That's happening. Those are all good things Mm -hmm. that when you get good leadership and you get people that care about people are happening as opposed to what's happening in Palm Bay. Oh, there's one more kind of good thing. Our Melbourne city mayor, Shelby pointed this out and I looked it up. Our Melbourne city mayor has previously really been deeply in Randy Fine's pockets. When Randy Fine threatened the city of West Melbourne over Jennifer participating in a fundraising campaign, Alfrey actually hired the private detective that tailed her. But just like with all of us, when things affect us, we don't like it. So Randy's current move against the drag team story hour and drag time story hour, actually anything drag I really just think he's jealous. Randy Fine is such a drag name, right? It is. He's jealous of Wayne Ivy and drag. No, well, I think he just wants to, I think he's like Randy Fine. He might be jealous of his wife. Yeah. So got, yeah. So he created this legislative, this bill saying any suggestive event can't tap him with, chill, I don't know. It was like crazy talk. And honestly, most Republicans don't like him anyway. He's super ineffective. Mm. We don't like him because he's a jerk, but honestly, he doesn't get anything passed anymore. He's almost ineffective. But with this bill, his wife was a working fundraising event, which is basically a Republican love fest. But the money was going to, for, uh, to help kids with autism in our county. It was a burlesque. And it was burlesque. It even said, what was the description used? Steamy. Steamy. And Randy's wife is one of the participants. So that happened this weekend. Randy pitched fits and had good people trespassed because they showed up. Having First Amendment is just a little too first for him. Hmm. But Paul Alfrey pushed back because Randy's, the conversations that he has, like he's, 
He had a sexual abuse victims bill that he tried to lay at the feet of a local resident saying it's because he's raped people. No, he hasn't raped people. He tried to get HB1 pushed through trying to use Jennifer Jenkins because people protested in front of her home. And Jennifer immediately emailed everybody in the state house and said, I don't want this bill. So this bill, he talked about Melbourne, poor Melbourne, having to allow Drag Queen Story Hour, which he did not attend. The detective, Melbourne's police chief, Gillespie, who's a good cop, said to the city council, I didn't see any. We walked the whole event several times, didn't see anything. So Paul's now defending his police chief. by He sent a letter to everybody in the state legislature saying this is bullshit. Wow. So Randy Fine voted to or withheld funding to a police training range and is going after a police chief. Randy Why Fine does hates he hate cops. Why does he hate cops Why so much? Why does he hate us? Because he yeah. wants us to be unsafe. Yeah. Okay. What you were talking about with him withholding. So we talked about Pompeii a couple of weeks ago and the fact that he had withheld He'd now pulled, not withheld, pulled $6 million in funding requests that would partly provide a police training range in the city of Palm Bay, in a road in the city of Palm Bay. And he withheld that over a petty disagreement he's having with the city councilman in the city of Palm Bay. There's no other reason at all. Yeah, apparently he hasn't been able to give one. His third chin told him not to. Apparently so, we lost a Bucky's. I don't know if it's lost Bucky's? yet. There was supposed to be a Bucky's at Heritage. I haven't heard whether that's official. Probably because they needed to widen the road to, to make yeah. it happen. So, if you all remember way back to yesterday (laughs) when the Republican on the Palm Bay City Council was arrested for DUI and possession of 10 grams of cocaine and Randy Fine told him not to resign, then Randy Fine came out and said he should resign and he did. So, they have to replace him. Last November, if you remember when we were talking about voting... One of the things that the charter, the Palm Bay Charter Review was how to replace vacancies on city council. Yes. Because they had a vacancy last year for three months and the city insisted mayor, the mayor pitched a fit and said, we have to have an election. They spent a quarter of a million dollars on that election where they elected the guy that was then arrested for DUI and Mm. cocaine possession. Yeah. So. Buyer's remorse. But even before the cocaine arrest, the citizens of Palm Bay said the city council will replace, will fill a vacancy. It requires to have quorum at a city council meeting. You have to have at least three, four members in attendance. No, three people have to be in attendance, physically in attendance at the meeting to achieve quorum, not calling in. And so they had this ranked choice voting system. They had people, people spent two months applying to this. They had a city council meeting where they narrowed it down to the top. They all did their ranking and they narrowed it down to the top five. And I will tell you in the top five, because I looked them all up, three were Democrats and two were Republicans. It's a 40% chance you're going to get a Republican on the city council. And honestly, could have gone that way with ranked choice voting, even though Medina is the only Republican. Krusty Medina, talk about a clown show, didn't show up at the city council meeting. Oh, boy. There are four members of the city council right now. Rob Medina is the mayor. Kenny Johnson is a Democrat. Donnie Felix is a Democrat. Randy Foster is a Democrat, and Randy Foster has been in the hospital for a month, Ooh. almost a month. He very sick man. He had a, he was in a diabetic coma, and nobody knew what he would fa- he'd fallen in his he was, it was found bad. in his home, and he has a blood infection from all of that. So he's in critical care. I went to see him. He looks great, <laughs> and uh, and he said I'm calling in, and he had called in for his votes for the top five. They had the special meeting Thursday night 
to actually appoint the person to do their voting based on the rank choice. Medina didn't show up. There was no quorum. The meeting was canceled. Huh. So now they have another special meeting. I think today, I have not talked to the guys to see how it went. Where there, And if he doesn't show up, I think three times, then it's forcing a special election. He showed up at the sustainability fair. Oh, and the, Randy Fine was bragging about the fact that Randy called him and said, don't go. Is it? Wait, although as, a, as an additional thing, isn't it? I've heard this in other places. Is it here where if you don't show up three times without a without a reason, you get removed from office? Every city is different. Every municipality is different. Palm Bay, I think, is six. OK, so um, I think I know it's more than three. Like Randy calling in, he's covered because you can call into a meeting. But Randy would literally have to be wheeled into the city council chambers in order for there to be quorum. And Medina knows that it. it's it is one of the. I want to respect the guy. It's our biggest city and he's the mayor. And I, it's one of the shadiest moves I've ever seen. And it's up. He has to Randy fine as usual, who isn't even doing anything for your city mayor. The man has pulled $6 million in funding from your city and is now pulling the strings on your city. What I said to him, I said at the very, this is, I sent him a message. At the very least you owe councilman Randy Foster an apology. He is in constant pain yet. You couldn't even show him or the rest of your city, the respect of doing your basic job of attending a city council meeting where you had a two in five chance of appointing a Republican, a 40% chance of appointing a Republican. Oh yeah, Trump And one had, of the guys didn't look terrible. Yeah. Trump had less than a 40% chance of winning the presidency in 2016. Are you so small a man that you can't handle the possibility of having to work with a woman because there was one woman on there and she would probably get the appointment. She's supremely qualified. She would be a phenomenal city councilwoman. When will you stop doing Randy Fine's bidding, be a man and do your job? You discredit the core my father-in-law gave 33 years to every time you ignore the preferences of the city in order to score points with a man who literally cost your city millions in funding. Maybe let's take this and let's try to empathize with him. I mean, he is empathize. Empathize. Yeah. He, let's empathize with him. He is trying to fill some really big shoes there, some gigantically com- comedically oversized shoes <laughs> and a red nose. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, and I finally said to him today, I'm like, if you think the voters were wrong in voting for this in November, then you have to think they were wrong in everything else they voted for. And that includes Randy Fine. So if you want to null and void those voters, then you have to null and void those voters. It's just, it's always think I've seen it all. And then I was driving to Orlando for our anniversary trip, getting this text from somebody saying, my DNA didn't show there's no quorum. I'm like, what? And I don't want to say what I said. I was just shocked. I never saw that coming. I'm like, just show up, do your damn job. If you're such a great mayor, you can lead a council full of Democrats or you can be persuasive enough to get one of those Republicans appointed. But no, he's going to instead force Randy Foster to be wheeled at a city council so the city can do the will of the voters at Palm Bay. By the time you listen to this, we may have a city councilman. You may be able to actually get your, your city running again. I don't know. I hope so for your sake as the voters of Palm Bay. Somebody said, we want to elect our representatives and I said then you should have voted that way in November mm-hmm. you didn't you're not teaching like, integrity to your grandchildren like Randy Fine constantly reminds us of Obama's words elections have consequences and this is one of them so do your damn job Mayor Medina do your job wait Randy Fine re- reminds everyone that he's a consequence <laughs> but no truth 
He's just the consequence. He is. So that's what's happening locally in our world. Right now, it's like we're still building on our communities as far as our work and making sure that making sure that everybody gets mail ballots back in their hands because the Republicans raced all mail ballots in November, which they're actually regretting. So we need more people to, we will prepare you with a list of Democrats in your neighborhood. We will train you. We'll even take you by the hand and get you to meet the Democrats in your neighborhood. That's the easiest ask we've ever had. We're just knocking on their doors and saying, hi, we want to make sure you have a chance to vote this year. Can we get you a mail ballot? It's an easy, low-hanging conversation. They're so happy to see us. If you go to our website, you can read somebody's blog post about her first experience doing it. We need that. We're going to start phone banking the same thing because we need to get these mail ballots out even more. But I'm really focused on building within neighborhoods. And the positive, if you go and talk to your neighbors about having a mail-in ballot, when you go around to talk about a candidate, they know you. And honestly, all you have to say at that point We don't have to have these long, persuasive conversations. No. If we're talking year round, they know and trust us. All we have to do is show up and say, this is my guy. And they vote. That's literally what we do. Yep. We just need to get them to trust us and to vote. And we can't get them to trust us if we show up predictably every August saying, I need your vote and I need your money. Yeah. So that's what's going on locally. I'm attending a How to Build a Municipal Bench event in Washington, D.C. in early May with my friend Jennifer, who is speaking at that Sure. Rub it in that she's your friend. She's our friend. Sorry. She is our friend, but I'm the one going to Washington and we need more door knockers. We also need, I hate this part. Like we need donors. We love being the party of small donors. We have always been locally dependent on those one a month, $1 yeah. a month, $3 a month, $20 and 23 cents a month, whatever. But it's really hard. It's not like we can be Clarence Thomas and rely on billionaires <laughs> to be our best friends. But I like that our party is funded by you, by the people listening to this, by the people that are having conversations at the doors, because there's a that good old book that says where your money is, there is your heart. Yes. I was having this conversation with somebody who is defending a restaurant that's no longer carrying Bud Light. Yes. And I said, when you're telling me that my money's not good to you, you're telling me where your heart is and I just have to do this. Anyway, I like that we're that party. You can go to our website, brevarddems.org. There's a donate button right there at the top. Nothing, and people say this, but I literally mean it. Nothing is too small. Some of our best donors give $3 a month. For one thing, it, it reminds me every time I get an email that somebody believes in the work that we're doing and helps us support our candidates as we find them. You can see also where we spend all of our money. And it's all on the Brevard, Vote Brevard, the SOE's website. And it'll help us fund our First Amendment lawsuit against Clown Fine, Bozo Fine, and Thad Altman. Yes. So you can do stuff. And what can you do? You can knock doors. You can phone bank. We have a potential postcard campaign happening, but the most effective thing, and it's not, it's really, truly, if you will be, if you've never done it before and you're willing to just knock on your street, we will give you as small a list as it takes and make sure you're comfortable. So you can contact us through brevarddems.org. There's events coming up. And if you don't see an event, you could just send me an email and say, I want to do this. You can sign up to volunteer through brevarddems.org, or you can email our podcast. I'm super proud of this podcast. And I run into people all the time that say they listen to it. Please share this podcast with your friends. This is a great place for us to find volunteers to do our work. The work that we do at the doors is a squillion times more effective than a Facebook grant. 
Yes. The one thing you can do that will actually make those rants less necessary is win elections. So come out and help us win. We also have a new newsletter that will be mailed out on our off weeks. If you Just... miss us, if you miss our banter. Witty banter. Yes. It, yeah. If you miss us during the off weeks, we are starting a way to talk about stuff that happens in weeks that we don't drop podcasts. We have to make sure we have a pun in everyone so they don't miss Jamie too much. Oh. I know. And how do people sign up for the newsletter? Pushaheadpod.substack.com. Okay, so they can just go to pushaheadpod.substack.com and sign up for it, or is that the newsletter itself? They don't get it in their email box? They can sign up for it. It'll say subscribe, but they can look at our newsletter. Yeah, you can read it and decide if this is something you want in your inbox. And if it is, then it will show up in your inbox. And, and if the people want puns, I think we can give them lots of puns. Yeah, we should just have a Jamie's Corner. <laughs> Jamie's Jokes. Okay, and then email us at what? pushaheadpod at gmail.com. So we want to hear, we like hearing the people, I, other than just being out on the street, let us know that you're out there and share us with your friends. And shout out to Craig for being our number one fan. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. If you got something out of this and know of anybody who cares about what we're saying here, please share. Word of mouth is everything in the grassroots game. If we're awesome, tell a friend. If we're not, tell us how to get better. This has been another episode of the Push Ahead podcast. Please reach out to us via Twitter at push underscore ahead or subscribe to our podcast in your podcatcher of choice. You can find relevant links to the stories that we're talking about in our liner notes on our website at pushaheadpod.com. The music is Super String Theory by Lobo Loco. 